0: Hello, it's Jack Tutor here of Attention Magazine. Welcome to Crucial Listening, the podcast where I speak with musicians and sound artists about three albums that are important to them. My guest this time is Claudio katz Zinkia, who goes under the pseudonym Babe Terror. The new Babe Terror album, Technojoig, is out now. Much like the predecessor, Horizogon, which I enjoyed very much, it's like standing at an intersection between multiple different energies or crossing by you. You've got club music in the beats, you've got processed voices, various synthesizer lines zipping past you, double bass the improvisation as well. All of it hitting you at once from all angles. An intersection feels like a very prominent notion within Babe Terror generally, the music also has a lot to say and is intimately tied to Sao Paulo, Brazil, which is where Claudio resides. Brazilian politics, also history and present and future all feel like they're bending back in on themselves within the world of Babe Terror. So often during this interview, which is wonderful, I love the way that Claudio talks about Music, both his own and these three important albums, we just spill off into a, a whole different topic. And obviously, that's what this podcast is primed for, but Claudio is particularly adept at taking it to those places. This was really good. Technojoig is really special. Please do check it out. I've got the links in the show notes. And if you're enjoying Crucial Listening, you can support it over at coffee ko fi.com forward slash Crucial Listening. You can donate one off or monthly any amount you please to help keep the podcast ticking. Please enjoy this conversation with Babe Terra on Crucial Listening. <laughs> Claudio, welcome to Crucial Listening.
1: Oh, hello! Thank you, thank you, Jack. I'm really happy to be here, and let's let's talk about music and the three albums I I I chosen and my new album, Techno Joy. Thank yes, you. Yes,
0: please. Thank you. So, like you say, we're here to talk about your three important albums that you picked for this podcast. And you have a new album, Techno Joyg as well, which is wonderful and I wanna ask about here. So the first question I wanted to ask is, always something that interests me with your music because there is so much that happens all at once. It becomes very difficult to conceive of something happening first within your music. And that's why I want to ask, uh, what are, or what were, rather, the first elements of TechnoJoy to come together?
1: Yeah. Um, me and my friend Lucas Stamford from Fort Mustave, which is a brilliant electronic project from Rio de Janeiro. Uh, he, he released an, an album last year called sounder Feet, uh, me and my friend Lucas, we always talked about the ph- philosophy of dance music, of electronic music. Not so much in a, in a platonic sense, but how to make it exciting, uh, uh, dazzling, and the secrets of the the outer world of electronic music. The delicately and gently. Dazzling and sublime electronic music. Wherever, mm. how to how to achieve that? We make something. We made some kind of eternal discussion about that, and we compose and we 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 share uh, our compositions among us. He talks a lot about my my fate chase marathon record, and then when he re- released his counterfeit record. 100 album. I was so inspired to respond the album with some some other muffed, brainy uh, party stuff, mm. and it was the summer of 2021 mm. to 2022. The summer is is in the, the end of the year in Brazil. Uh, the, the pandemic had eased up. Uh, I used to ride my bike, I rode my bike and imagined those parties from other times submerged in the city then I started uh, tinkering with my moods my creating some scrapped sounds and then I, I elaborated some unbelievable melod- melodic connections mm. thinking about the best of the melody from um, eight, the, the year eighty to eighty four. Today I don't even know how I got there because <laughs> it doesn't—it it doesn't sound like eighty four to me. It's just a va- vague inspiration. It sounds more like an, an indetermin- in the like an indeterminacy. And mm. I, I arrived at something very unique. I think uh, every instrument and sampling system on the album points in one direction and what that di- one direction in terms of glossary in the universe of the weird el- electronica. but i think it has a desire for satisfaction for a love for the summer of souls and hopes for for a find in the city in the town the mm-hmm. secret city instead the summer of souls and hopes for for this find in the city connecting to uh, uh, um, a myriad uh, or, or, or orchestra of, of synthesizers. Uh, when, an important thing was when I discovered discovered the the very the very ca- caliber of, of the synthesizers and how they radically changed these these songs. I I, I was working in the, the beginning. Uh, the synthesizers I, I was. I was on a journey discovering it, and I discovered that calibre and they injected something sentimental there. Mm. Uh, the, the sensitizers are, are really sentimental. It's almost nostalgic, but it's more than that, I think. Uh, it's not the low sentimental, but uh, a, sen- a sentimental of the apotheotic fury uh, of an amusing experience, an amusing discovery in the town. So I think you've touched on it there
0: in describing the first elements of the record and that's that your music seems to have a very close relationship to specific places, times and yeah. circumstances and you know the politics of where you're at as well very yeah. much. Yeah. So could you tell me a bit about what the world of techno joy looks like inside your head
1: yeah um this one i keep thinking about all the time and it's hard it's hard to come up with the an answer uh i usually say that i like to visit my places but my places are those that i have just disco- discovered mm. through the influence of my my walks influence of cinema books they are the places that were, in fact, never mine, the places, <laughs> <of> the, ma- <laughs> the places of the imagination, the places that I was vaguely related to. I think that that techno exists in an interplaced hemisphere around the 90s and the 80s, and the other way around the 80s and the 90s, but also exists in a proposed place for the future. I am for the comfort, the, the warmth. Uh, I'm, I'm not much a party person, though. Uh, um, I think of a party with people <laughs> on the couch listening <laughs> to technology. yeah, with nice. the candle lights turning <laughs> <on>. <laughs> and, and this place is an, an utopian visit to uh, uh, an in-between world. Mm. Um. It works somewhere in in a in a hidden in a hidden in a hidden São Paulo of thirty years ago, connecting to a hidden Baltimore or Kingston of thirty years ago. But it's an abstract place of of the imagination and of the 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 high sentimental sense. I think mm. uh, it's also a visit to the scraps. the old backyards, the the old junkyards that proliferated a lot in Sao Paulo, some magical magical junkyards, old backyards, and this magical waste in Sao Paulo, which is similar, I think, Uh, this magical waste in Sao Paulo, Detroit, Kingston, scraps and imaginary industrial houses old backyards in dormitory, dorm dorm neighborhoods that exist as as instrumental expression uh, uh, on the album too. Neighborhoods that have uh, an instrumental instrumental musical expression on the album. Mm -hmm. Uh, And scraps can be transformed, transported and transformed into something new, compelling, uh, uh, Transforming into a new compelling and engaging forces. I think that is Technojoic. It's the junkyard, the old backyard, the old magical waste transform it into new compelling and engaging forces.
0: Beautiful. Um, what can you tell me about the title of this one? I love the titles of yeah. your records. So. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Technojoy. Yeah, how did you decide yeah. on
1: the title for this one? Yeah. I, I never create a title based on, on, on a logical uh, uh, um, connection of, of things. It, it's, it's, I don't know. It's not like a book. It's not like a poetry. Uh, it's not like uh, uh, even a film. Uh, I tend to compose album names like a composed music. It's mm. weird, it's different, it's a different atmosphere, it's different everything. Using my intuition on the bridge that connects me with the sentimental, geographical, archaeological reality of my music. Tag and not tag. <laughs> because, because tag is cool cooler than tag <laughs> tag tag is, is 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 much heavier and above all it's something else I like that something else energy for the titles it's another uh, it's a, it's a listening pleasure like the music it's more oh. hu- it's more close to the urban machinery like machines, urban machines, and joy is changed with, with G, making joy g- not only joy, it's joy because it's not really a joy, just any other joy. It's a heavy joy too. A joy mm-hmm. with have a joy connecting uh, with ha- hard earths, dangerous dangerous metals, mm-hmm. uh, e- unique geological mat- materials. It exists. It it exists in the in abs- the abstract fabric of the record. This mm. feeling, uh, the music, and also in the name. Uh, it's it's like that.
0: And to return to the music of this album. Two elements that, and there are loads, right? But two elements that really set it apart from Herizagon for me is just the, you know, when you first hear Techno Joy, are the dance beats and and also the manipulation of singing voices. They're very prominent on this album, and again, I feel like that you've addressed this in your earlier questions, but I wanted to ask, what was it? That made you want to make these elements so prominent on this new album?
1: Yeah, um, I'm a kind of, of of a of a tripper, a traveler in my own music. I I, I never really <laughs> stay in the in the in the only place for for a lot of time in my own music. Right. <laughs> Arisogun, right. Arisogun takes the uh, the album weekend a bit. My first album of 2000 nine uh, and the two form the more the most orchestral wing of my work as well as birmania which i recorded and released as spell hologos but horizon is unique it's different and uh from weekend uh it's really a, a chamber jazz record it's more chamber jazz d- uh, uh, than electronic techno joy is the evolution of a more traditional electronic work of mine, which is the the other wing. It's an existential research in electronics of exception, a research in exuberances and exuberance scrapping, um, a research at the the beauty sounds of the junkyard, which I stab- established since nights, passing through ancient motion and fade chase marathon, uh, that formed this, this 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 big hemisphere, this big wing in my, my work, the, the, the wing of the beats. I, I like to switch between the two things, the ambient and the beat-oriented electronic. But I think they've, they fit into each other and complement each other a lot. And
0: finally, talking okay. about your music, uh, I understand you're composing all the time yeah. at the moment, yeah. which is great to hear. So what else have you got coming up in the near
1: future? Okay. Or what are you working on? Yeah. <laughs> this is funny because uh, TechnoJoy is a it's a big problem for me because I was so excited about the work in the beginning that I have created the seeds for many tracks. And there are several of these tracks still undeveloped and developed. And I'm working some of them to make the bonus EP, the, the new EP with, that will come with the album. Mm. But, I, but I have, but I still have a lot to say and lot to do in this electronic a uh, horizon of strange beats and the beats and harmonies uh, 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 as radiators of an insane navigation through times and cities. I still have a lot of, to do in this field, and technojoic <laughs> is just the beginning. And I think I, 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 will, I will not be capable and will not have enough time to... to to move myself again to the wing of the request or orchestral works, uh, sometimes oh. soon, I discover I, I discover new forms every day with Technojoek. Like, so it, 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 this album opened uh, a, a really great tunnel, a really great space for my imagination as a composer. So it's an endless, accumulative process. I've always been a, a best. Player and Rizigan has a very prominent bass, which I ended up taking to techno <laughs> I would never, <laughs> I would never record bass, double bass, or, on a beats album like, like you hear in the the track, uh, Congo Symphag, because it's really difficult. But uh, but right. I did it and it, and and it felt good. So I have more to to do in this field. So there's a lot to explore. Uh, and just building the Technojoic broken to and rebuilt, in a way.
0: That is great to hear. I think this record is super special. We were talking before we started the podcast about the fact that Erizagon, as well, really affected me, Yeah, yeah. too. So, uh, yeah, this one is beautiful. I will put a link in the show notes. People should go check it out um thank you thank you uh claudio let's go to your important albums now yeah. so one question i like to ask at this point is how you thought about the word important yeah. when picking your list so was there a way you understood important in order to come up with the three records that you did
1: yeah i, I i've always been a huge listener listener and a collector of music so there's a lot that means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's important to me because it moves me in the first place. It sticks uh, uh, to my life, to my own flesh. I don't think of music as an, uh, an, as an analytical process, an analytical project, but an, an emotional one. Mm. And this emotional word means in, intim- intimacy, pleasure, is Ex- existential connection. So that's w- what I have with these albums. but I'm uh, uh, but I am an improviser too. So these albums are some of my favorites but they were the ones that I improvised as the most important that day. but yeah, I love so much the <laughs> three of them <laughs> and I listened to them again this day these days and it felt so amazing they are important because there, there is this emotional connection of intimacy, pleasure and this existential uh, bond
0: and one other thing I wanted to bring up at this point is as you say you uh, listen to a lot of music all three of these important records were released between 1975 and 1978 so yeah. do you think there's a reason for that?
1: Yeah. Uh, first, you, you caught me in the act of this question. <laughs> you caught me com- committing my crime, my nostalgia crime. <laughs> I, I, am, I am not nostalgic, but these works uh, that anticipate our birth date by a few or some <sighs> years have a lot of impact on us. Uh-huh. It's it's as if they themselves had generated me, like my parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, but but there is also a rationality to it, uh, for several reasons. Uh, for instance, uh, this period uh, uh, between seventy five and seventy eight represents a strong hope in the world uh, for a new socialist project. Because capitalism has not yet chosen to program human robots, turning half the world, half the world into a very depressed and android mass hmm. in a world without concreteness. Capitalism was a wild thing, but not so wild uh, hmm. as as he turned it to he ter- he 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 become later. Mm. Uh, he became later. Capitalism, capitalism had not yet opened this wound, this this bruise, this wound, which was to modulate the minds of the masses to a clumsy, exper- experience insensitive life, especially here in the, the fair world. And mm. this was th- this 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 process was very strong here in Brazil. Very traumatic when capitalism turned it into a, a really, a really a, a, a horrifying beast, and this seventy-five and seventy-eight is is a is a is space of some new imagination. It it was the height of the dictatorship in Brazil. The military the military dictatorship this period but if with a magnificent artistic explosion too it was a moment of synthesis in which the system was tormented by by lean revolution possibilities like in Portugal with mm. an abrasive and but attractive really deep true but in a maybe maybe warmer ba- warmer basis, Discourse. Uh, um, I'm trying to say that 75 to 78, some things, really, really, really fresh things were invented in this moment of of transition of oh. capitalism, uh, and we had some revolutions: Portugal Revolution, Spain elected. Uh, uh successive socialist governments so it was a few good era mm. you know what I mean so it's it was more like a few good era it's it was Im- immediately before Thatcher in England right? and, yeah. and progressive jazz itself was that this mixed this mixture of dreams we we have we are in a reality in a hard reality uh, but there, there, there are something new coming. That was that was the the impact of 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 that time. There is also the fact that the the the, the hegemonic liberal capitalist theory at the time was still one that believed that the end of the, of 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 the history and, and the end of class struggle was not violence, but and emancipation through modern art through the art of, of the well being like some governments more in the northwest propose it hmm. in scandinavia like um i think they are especially cran album uh is a social democratic <laughs> record <laughs> i don't know uh lose lose young people looking for beauty and studio travels within a high level of erudition and writing and free enough to be enjoyable music. Uh, it's the guys, the cultural atmosphere of the time, new socialisms, new possible dr- drownings and colors to high level music turning into a more soft, but maybe more deep, more rich and elegant music in terms of construction. But i'm just speculating i i i am an intuitive socialist i am an intuitive marxist not a historian but i think it's a lot about the crown album and maybe a little about the others but that that's that's the synthesis
0: amazing well you've mentioned cron a couple of times there we might as well talk about that record first in that case if that works with you so that's Fly Day, released in 1978. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, so maybe start by giving me a little introduction yeah. as to why yeah. this album is important to you.
1: Oh, because it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> uh, there is this pop fusion sculpture in each composition, uh, a, sculptural, a sculptural sense in another the album, and I'm a fan of it. It encapsulates this insane proposal of a world that could stop right there on that point. The (laughs) world could stop right there. Um, It's insane, but I I think that's the feeling of the album and some albums of that that era, like like it was the final perfection of a system, which was something actually taught uh, uh, uh on the the social democratic circles mm. like the war, like the world was a perfect modern drowning drawing and that's it and <laughs> <laughs> and all the pieces are there architecture and economics uh both don't need to evolve more. <laughs> there is this utopian side in on this album. It has the conscious connection with a reutopian, open instrumental music, which was a dream made and developed also in Brazilian music. I sometimes feel, like to feel at home, even though I don't like the idea of going back home, like going back to childhood. But I think this album is like home. It's as if... It penetrated my neighborhood here in Sumerap per Jesus in 78. It's like if I penetrated with this album My Neighborhood before I born and could see the houses and cars uh, uh, of, a, of, of a certain time walking around parading, And the the, the album cover has it. Mm.
0: Uh, It's a
1: good escape, a good trip, because I didn't know really those things, how they sound. And this album allows me to do that. Uh, 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 It's a great trip. Uh, There is this thing about being very, very... Romantic uh, on this album, not measuring colors and shades in the making process, in the cover art, in the music, but it's also it's also really modern. Uh, everything is possible. Uh, it, it's spring, fall, and colorful. Uh, it very well reflect reflects a lightness and perfect relief. Uh, Mm -hmm. as possibilities of a certain new world being redesigned in Europe. A well-being, a welfare record with this very strong idea of the lean but engaging design of the harmonies. An Mm -hmm. album full of lines, drawings with keyboards and guitar in a fashion that I I try to do on TechnoJoy, too. Uh, it's a simple musical format. It's really modern, uh, in the sense, in the in the original sense of the word, uh, but but with some kind of sophistic- sophistication in the process. It's intricate and and simple, simple uh, at the same time. The formats are kind of predictable, but it's a lie. There's no, there's no <laughs> pre- predictability there. Uh, there are spices and contradictions and poisons in between. It's a few good album with intoxicating contractions. Mm,
0: nice. So oh, sorry you, for the long answer. This, <laughs> this podcast is all about the long
1: answers. So. <laughs> okay. 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 All
0: good. Do you remember how you first heard it?
1: Yeah. Um, I always researched a lot of music before before embar- embarking on the Rizogen adventure. Uh, since Rizogen, I, I have a, 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 a really tight schedule sketch, schedule, and it's difficult to me now to 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 research more music. But at that time, I researched a lot, and I, I've always had. This hobby of researching music on the weekdays to go for a walk with the new discovered music, uh, go f- uh, for a bike ride, especially in this autumn, in the fall uh, here in Sao Paulo, around the neighborhood, listening to it. In the fall of 2018, just before the World Cup of Russia, uh, a crunch just pop up. Pop it up and came to my life, it, and it, it was just before the Bolsonaro election. There is a, a really, really effective, a really, a really sentimental uh, connection to this record because it was it was months, some few months ago, Bols, Bol, Bolsonaro uh, 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 a rising uh, process. Do you have a favorite track? On this album yeah uh, Ausflug and Gaio Gaia which is very much a, a techno-joyable track <laughs> uh, and I-, I-, I will finish better what, what, I, what I was talking before Uh, uh I-, I don't know if you if you overseas have this sense but when Bolsonaro emerged it was like Brazil was killed you know, you can't imagine your country has uh, been killed. It's it's like that. It's mm. like that. That's why that that's what we have experienced here. The the the, the, the a rise of neo-fascism here, the neo-fascism was like uh, uh, the assassination of a country here. Mm. And it was very intense because there there was pandemic in the middle of it and Cran, what was a discovery of mine right before this period so it it's it's a connection it's a very strong connection it's uh the moments before the, the apocalypse
0: right yeah um i'm guessing then you didn't you haven't seen yeah. them live right am i right in saying that uh ever but but <laughs>
1: i spent i spent the last 5 years collecting their live bootlegs ah, uh, cool. W- <laughs> Because cool i i have i built a relation of of obsession with with grand music and i collect their their live bootlegs so far until now i have i have this this uh sometimes i go and and research some uh old live recordings of theirs but i never never saw them alive because it's an underground band they i I think they never they never played in south america
0: it's interesting to hear you talk about you know having discovered this album right in the midst of the rise of bolsonaro i'm intrigued given that we're in oh you're in rather such a different landscape now do you still listen to this album now
1: yeah, uh, I like to 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 spend time in, in my life without listening to the albums I love. When I uh, uh, create this separation, uh, it allows it allows me to create a new connection. Uh, the distance can create a double meaning to the album. What mm-hmm. we were before, When we first, when when we were addicted to that years ago, and what we will be from uh, from now, what we can be revisiting this album now, Mm. and I like to I like to to spend times without listening and then come back, and this I think this is really cool, and this album. Uh, something like that Uh, um, I I listened uh, yesterday uh, and I didn't listen since 2020 Uh, yeah in fact, I I like the distance to to generate clarity, excitement, wonder dazzle Uh, but it's funny that for reasons that escape me, Cran is not the, the, the kind of band that you will see uh, Talked uh, in the, the different circles of music. Maybe the fact, maybe because the fact they they weren't from that Faust, Can, Neu, Amundu, Popovu scene, Kren mm-hmm. mm-hmm. was so much overlooked and such little known band of the that peri- period in Germany no historian, no historian of the avant-garde, no Simon Reynolds wrote about them. It's right. really funny.
0: <laughs> and the one thing that really uh, charmed me on this album... Oh, I've missed a question. Um, you've discussed a few experiences associated with this album, the yeah. come to your mind, uh, what are the most prominent experiences, like memories, places, and situations yeah, yeah. that arise in your head when you think of yeah. this record? Uh,
1: they, they are very, they are very domestic, very, very uh, mm. delicate, and 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 warm, and also there is that thing of the pre-apocalypse. I think the idea that I heard in the middle of the 2018 World Cup collecting the World Cup stickers <laughs> opening <laughs> opening stickers listening to the album <laughs> wow. I, I, I lo- <laughs> yeah I love this I love this. I love collecting stickers and th- there's also the fact that the album refers to, to the sketch of a possible utopian world in the late 70s. Uh, 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 that mutant, but living socialism, and in my neighborhood, there there is there are those traces of the late seventies here that they can't they they could not destroy uh, some buildings and some some neighborhood forests here, and I think the album the album connected a lot with that that neighborhood sense that neighborhood feel. And well, like I said, uh, months before Nazi fascist fascist Bolsonaro came to power in Brazil, uh, I, I I remember listening to it a lot. I I don't know. Hmm. The, the, this album, this album, this album talks to Brazil, to a Brazil of promises and of a possible here. Urban fantasy, a possible peculiar and pacific, pacific happiness, which for me also referred uh, to a Brazil of more lo fi neighborhoods in the 70s, in the late 70s, neighborhood forests uh, in a winter inverno, Sao Paulo. And mm-hmm. that's a project killed in some way by capitalism and by the intensification of capitalism that bolsonaro represents. Mm-hmm. So there is this there is this this really really strong connection. I, I, I think that there is a, there, that is an album which uh, with a sophisticated u- urbanistic spring autumnal uh, tunnel of experiments. Hmm. more than nostalgic uh, uh, an an enriching landscape, my listening suggested. Like the album, in a certain way, could help me to build my own Sao Paulo that mixes the past and the future and all these things uh, uh, against uh, or under the pressure of the rise of the fascism
0: pick out one musical detail that really I really enjoy about this album I'm really charmed by the bass and yeah. you've mentioned you're a bass player the bass lines on your albums are gorgeous they have this the mournful you. wandering quality I'm really in love with them so could you tell me a bit about your relationship with bass I mean is there a reason that double bass Features yeah so
1: prominently in yeah. your music oh firstly it's my training instrument and my first right. instrument they I I, I am uh, I am a shitty player of the, <laughs> of uh, almost all <laughs> instruments <laughs> but but uh, but I can do I I can record like the piano and uh, the drum some, some some kind of drums and I'm good sampling but bass is my is my real thing. Uh the only instrument I must master to the point of being able to compose in uh, in my mind. I can write for it with, with just my thoughts, with my just my brand stuff like if it, like if I had a bass in my head without right. playing. I'm not Paul McCartney but but I really can't play. I'm uh, not <laughs> I play piano r- worse than bass, double bass, but I find both the bass, the piano and the bass, the bass of the whole instrumental body that interests interests me in music and in Baby Terror music. Although Baby Terror uses a lot of the voice and sampling as condensed ghost bodies, these other things, they are all designed to meet the bass or the piano or both. Mm. This is because piano and bass, they are instruments that refer uh, directly and more strongly to the formation of the earth. The bass is the geology of music. The, the bass study is the, the geology study of music. Uh, the, le- the element of the earth, the animals, the heavy wood, and the piano is wood too, but is water. Uh, it is water that floods and mirrors, so to speak, this geological system of the base. And it also, the piano relate relates to the to the biome of the human psyche and soul. It is the instrument that, per excellence, uh, builds. The emotions and gravitation gravitational possibilities of the human soul in the face of music, in the water machine of the universe, programmed to go into the human soul. So bass and, and piano are are really important things to me. I am a water 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 and 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 earth person. I I and I combine those two.
0: Claudio, let's go to your second important record now. So on my list here, second one up is Hatfield and the North, The Rocket okay. Club, released in 1975. So, again, could you give me a little introduction as to why this album is important to you?
1: Okay. Uh, first of all, in Brazil, when we, when we are uh, from a middle class uh, family, we learn at school that we not Brazilian. We learn at school that we are American, and in better schools we learn that we are English. Right, right. <laughs> and we <laughs> and we observe that 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 English culture, like if it, if it was uh, our culture. And that was colonization works, and there is a good side in this, <laughs> I, I, can, I admit. And so in my home, uh, my, my, my father and my mother, uh, they, they used to, to listen a lot of Brazilian music, but the collection was, was really focused in English records, English singers and prog records. I was about seventeen years old. Uh, the internet still uh, was still a little a little incipient, and uh, uh, the, the intro goes for that that line. I, I will tell you, I really liked it, English prog music, but I thought the prog was formed by that records of uh, we, we listened at home. Uh, mm-hmm. Records by Genesis and and yes, and Emerson, Lake and Palmer, Gentle Giant, and that's the end. Then we with the, the incipient internet as a teenage as a teenager, I started to meet the people interested in this in this subject, uh, people websites, and I discovered that there was an alternative reality in English prog an ecosystem of young post hippies from Canterbury, from which a, a guy called Robert Wyatt came out. Hmm. Then, mm-hmm. then I, I discovered then I, I discovered that Robert Wyatt was really important. Was guys who had this crazy, th- this crazy, strange project of making or maybe r- really design from zero a young British jazz. People completely new to me uh, 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 that formed bands with beautiful names and covers like Caravan, National Health, Henry Cole, and Hatfield and the North. It was so amusing to listen to the <laughs> albums, but also to the names. And a, bundle, a band called National Health—it's brilliant. <laughs> And this, this uh, communist and hippie young boys playing that English jazz. It was so amazing to discover <laughs> that. People with names like Peep Pyle, the drummer of, of National Health and Hatfield in the North. Peep Pyle, it was so amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they were so much musical and seem, um, almost almost. Indie, indie guys at the same time, amateur and uh, scholarly at the same time, uh, genius and unknown people like Alan Gowen, uh, who have died so early. I started to realize that there was an England that I didn't know, even when I I grew up with they telling me that I was English. <laughs> and and <laughs> there <laughs> I started to realize that there was uh, an England that I didn't know, but that somehow seemed to me uh, more English England than that one I knew. a hmm. uh, more interesting uh, than the colonizing power, uh, an intricate uh, uh, England and more. Uh, of of, of uh, an England of the, the the rural rural novelty, an England that created a language that I didn't know and that changed my life uh, yeah. as a teenag- as a teenager, the final stages of the teenagers. Uh, this had uh, an intense intense and formative effect on me. So that sounds like how you
0: first heard it, then right looking around the yeah. internet discovering this alternate strand of english music right is that how you
1: yeah. first came to discover this record yeah uh some some guys from a, from a brazilian Prague yahoo forum uh they they used to make annual cds cdr cdrs with the new discoveries and that was a, a, a near a near internet school of discoveries in Brazil we we discovered that there was a, a new world of music to to be listened to. and one one of the CDrs these guys from the the Prague Yahoo Forum uh, had two tracks from this album Rotters Club uh share it. And Fitter's Talk has a buff. Uh, and I, I first, when I first listened to Share and Fitter's Talk has a buff, I almost had a heart attack. It's simple like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite track on the album? Uh, those two are like favorites, but real the real deal on the album is Mumps. Mumps, the, the mm-hmm. final track. Yeah it's it's a long range that, that works on on every level of composition it's a long, it's a long range that works on a very high volatility system oh. um uh, it's a very intense volatility that develops perfectly uh, it's a song with a lot of of different meats different universe universes uh, enveloped there uh yes there there is a technologic thing that comes from maps yeah
0: again i'm guessing you haven't seen this band live right oh, it, it
1: it would be so wonderful i could <laughs> i could i could have this experience uh 20 years ago that that's that those guys from the forum, they used to, to organize some some concerts with these underground underground celebrities of the prog rock around the world. And they I, I think they tried to connect with Hatfield and the North or and Robert Wyatt. But uh-huh. now many of the but now many of them have died. A lot yeah. of them and i think it's, i think it's impossible now
0: i mean do you still listen to the album now
1: yes yes uh so I, I like to give the records a break to forget about them and let them enchant me again later uh, and let them tell me what my life was like at, at, <laughs> at, a, at a certain point in my adventure in sao paulo uh-huh. uh, i like to give the break but Brothers club has always been one to wish i returned it uh with some regularity yes
0: awesome and are there any other albums by hatfield in the north that you yeah connect with
1: yeah as well yeah the yeah the, the the first one is a classic the the, the first album which is entitled t- t- is, which is titled hatfield in the north from 73 it has a more folky countryside cover with the houses and and the clouds, the, the purple clouds. I think mm. Technojoy Techno jo- EP will have a bonus EP. We'll have a, a cover that will maybe uh, have a conversation with this one. I love that cover from Hatfield and uh-huh. North. And there, yeah, and and there are there are the, the other albums. There are in the core of the Canterbury movement uh, albums that those people. Participated, uh, National Health albums, Henry Cow albums. I listen, I li- yeah, I listen to them a lot.
0: And so with this Hatfield and the North album, The Rotters' Club, sounds yeah. like you've got again a lot of very prominent memories uh, yeah. associated with this one. So yeah, tell me yeah. a bit more about the kind of memories and places and situations yeah. that come to mind when you think of this record.
1: Yeah, uh, I I remember uh, São Paulo in two thousand four, two thousand five, riding with a tape recorder and player, a mini player, a Walkman. Uh, riding with this on my ear, this this album. <laughs> uh, I think I always had this ability and this will to to take foreigner foreigner places to to São Paulo and vice versa. Uh, This somewhat funny and strange England uh, uh, and more from the countryside and from a sophisticated free free language, a newfound and founder language in rock, this strange body parading through the streets of my city, Uh, (laughs) uh, with my with my conduction from my ears and my Um, earphones. Sao Paulo is an an, an enchanting metropolis of bitumen, petrol and pollution in in South America. And and think of that, receiving uh, uh, this underground English triumph through my ride. (laughs) That was a cool experiment. Uh, That's uh, great. I I like to think people will do like this in Europe with my albums. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, so there
0: are uh, a huge array of instruments on this record yeah. different instruments yeah. speaking yeah. of the connection between you know this record and yours like I mean that there are so many occasions on this album where new yeah. elements new synthesizers yeah. uh, come in and are just a complete surprise based on what's come previously so I mean given the Babe Terror releases also have this incredible combination of different sources. I'm wondering whether this record, or at least music like it, the other bands and personnel that you've mentioned already, whether they were informative in your own tendency to pull all these eclectic textures together.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm I'm very much formed by this this album. I was trained by these people from Canterbury before I, I met uh, the other r- references like Cran and the Guru album, which mm. are very important in my recent works. But I was very much shaped by the language of Canterbury. Especially when I think of those sister bands with fabulous names, National Health and, and Gilgamesh, uh, I was shaped. And this really inspired, inspired me to use that uh, uh, process, that tool you describe, mm. the, com- the completely by surprise element, the completely by surprise experiment. Mm. I, I co- There is a name I, I use to it. I call it the, this experiment, the science of 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 baffling unpredictability, the <laughs> science, wow. yeah, the science of the baffling unpredictability, and this is in my music. Yes, I've been trying to develop it ever since. So I think it's uh, a its it speak only now in techno this is the basis of my musical pretensions it's the basis the basis of my pretensions as an engineer of musical excitement. science of baffling
0: unpredictability
1: yeah yeah
0: it's so good I, do you know what i'm saying it out loud so i can grab it later in my Oof. edit it's so good Oof. um <laughs> Claudio, we've got one more important album. Yeah. And apologies, uh, you may know the pronunciation better than I do, but it's by Guru Sakana yeah. Putra and... Yeah. yeah. Gypsy Band, so... Yeah. Yeah. This was released in 1977. So, yeah. yeah, give me a little introduction as to why this one's important to you.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but,
1: well... It was like a boom when I heard it. It's mm-hmm. like it was like uh, it's it's the most for, foreigner record I ever listened to. It's mm. really from the from uh, from another land, from another universe. It's probably the biggest musical beating punch I I've ever taken. <laughs> it, It's a crushing prog rock fantasy and somewhat violent in its beauty and in its multiplicity of constructions. I have to talk a little about politics when I mention that album. Guru is the sixth son of Sukarno, one of the most prominent revolutionaries of all times. Hmm. Uh, some Someone who is in the stature of Mao Zedong and Lenin in the communist history. Hmm. Sukarno, the dad of a guru, uh, freed Indonesia from Western colonial oppressions and uh, from the Dutch dominance, from the Dutch crown blood regime. That's important to say. Hmm. Um Sukarno managed to crystallize socialist hegemony by bringing together the the military and Muslim groups. And he made it uh, for decades, Uh, which was impossible. But he was overthrown by a counter-revolutionary coup. Uh. In the process, the United States of America... As they did in Brazil, fifty years later, the, the United States built a uh, built a Bolsonarism like project there too in Indonesia to suppress communism or uh, uh, or even so soft socialist advances. Uh, with that, they removed Sukarno and implanted uh, a repressive. A repressive and savage capitalist regime in Indonesia with the criminalization of communism and exaltation of Americanist discourse of liberty for the enterprises. Uh, um, a mo- it was in fact a model melting pot for the liquid fasc- fascism that prevails until today. There and sometimes erupts again in places like my own country mm-hmm. indonesia is the focal point of this of the uh, colonized fascism uh built by 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 state department of of united states there is no doubt about that mm-hmm. to control those places however still in the 70s there was a, a uh, post-revolutionary cultural effervescence led by Sukarno's son and his friends. And they made together this unbelievable, unique album which which will never be repeated. Not least because it it is probably the most expensive record of all time. It's really (laughs) It's really expensive. That record will not be repeated again for many reasons. One of them is that uh, there is a, a, a semi, there are semi-ritualistic folk female choirs m- uh, mingled mingle with uh, some writing reminiscent of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, but they do that with so much grace. Hmm. Um, and on this album uh, the great Chrissy the best musician the best composer of Indonesia of, of all times he's playing bass it's a classic prog record but hmm. it's a classic but only only when you see the first layers it's a classic but really unique and, and uh, really unique and alien thing
0: and do you remember how you first heard it?
1: Yeah, I remember. I almost died when I listened to it for <laughs> oh, nice. the first time. Yeah, I still die sometimes when I hear hear it. It's <laughs> it's like a it's a nuclear plant leaking beauty. Uh, huh. I, I went into some research on hidden prog- progressive records. Before listening to to everything I could, I found this one. And it was a time when I was studying Indonesian process, uh, political process, and the Indonesian music and this intersection between politics and urban cultural movements uh, of resistance in areas in areas not dominated by fascism. By fascism and and by its best known cultural military arm in Indonesia, the Pankazila. Uh, Mm -hmm. There is this film by Werner Herzog, the the German filmmaker about Pankazila, uh, a documentary called The Act of Killing, you can see all the this historical process there in this film, mm. um, and I was studying the, this thing, and I came I came across the new world to me was that was the Indonesian music, and this album popped up popped up, and I was crazy about it.
0: And do you have a favorite track?
1: Yeah, um, two tracks, like the Cran album, and <laughs> the Hadfield the album, there is this opening song, Indonesia, uh, Mahardika, I, I don't know, I, I, when I listened to this song, I felt, it's like when people re- re- rediscovered that they are actual live, <laughs> I rediscovered <laughs> music there, yeah it's like it's like you you die and reborn mm. and there is another track there is which which is really special to me that is janger 1897 saka it's it's like an island of komodo in the form of music mm. it's the strangest and the most beautiful thing i've heard in a period of my life and it greatly influenced the the Rizogan fabric as a whole it's like a founding tale for Rizogan, what genesis that the the, the Tony Banks and Peter Gabriel band was for Guru the Guru album is for me
0: thinking of the
1: thinking of the Rizogan writing. Horizon uh, 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 atmosphere,
0: mm.
1: and both make an encounter between an external foreigner tendency and uh, an alien extraterrestrial nativity. Both, both almost maybe horizon uh, uh, and. This one, especially in Jungar in 1897 one eight Saga, they they explore the possibility of this meeting between the foreigner, the external, even the the, 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 the uh the colonial culture stimulus and an alien and really, really extraterrestrial nativity. Hmm.
0: And I'm guessing not, but have you ever seen yeah. Guru
1: live. It, w- it, it would be a dream, but no, it, it's <laughs> Indonesia is so, so, so far from here. No, uh-huh. I've never, never, never seen that. Fair. <laughs> is the
0: album one that you still listen to now, though?
1: Uh, like I said about the others, I let time pass to create perspective, and get set on fire again. Especially this record, that there is a bump of complex constructions and journeys, even in inside, even dealing with uh, supposedly surpassed music, musical grammar, which is prog rock of the line agent of the strain of sev- 71, 72. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I listen sometimes, but I, like I said about the others, I, I, I like, I like to to let time pass to create perspective.
0: And are there other albums as well by Guru, Sakana that you yeah. connect with as well? Uh,
1: not really, because huh. uh, uh, he changed, uh, he changed it to to a new life after this album, he he recorded some some pop albums that uh, don't say a lot to me, but right. I cannot I cannot more with some records by that that guy I mentioned, the great genu- genius of Indonesian music, the late Saya Hadi, better known as Crazy, who mm. is a co-composer on this Guru Gipsy album, a a vocalist, a a bassist, and a a composition mate to to Guru Sukarno Puta. All of these records seem
0: to be attributed to really interesting times of your life, different experiences and memories and places and situations. So what does that look like with Guru Gipsy, what kind of memories yeah. and situations come to mind?
1: <laughs> I, I think of me in a situation that actually never happened. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> this album this album is so from the uh, the other universe, it's so it's so so much from the outer world that I think of my outer outer lives. Uh, experiences. Uh, it's me, like a mam- a mammal, savage animal, one wand- wandering through Borneo, uh, through the Indonesian forest, in other lives, other lives of myself, fraternizing with the the other species. Uh, it's me, like an animal. I think me on the forest, and I am a. I have a, an an eco rationality. I'm. I am a, a, a Nico person myself. And it's interesting how Indonesia uh, has similarities of of Brazil, with Brazil that start with the plurality and the magic of the fauna and the environment. Other than that, there is the, the political story, history, the political climate. Uh, the same implantation of a disturbing capitalist fascist plan uh, with ma- ma- mafias, mobsters linked to militias. And the Brazilian progressive and post-progressive rock scene in Minas Gerais, in the Northeast, uh, Pernambuco, Bahia, uh, has the same richness, the same ambience, uh, presented in this album. I, I think that Indonesia and Brazil has a lot a, a lot to conversate. And uh, I think there, there is a lot in my mind running when I think of Brazil and Indonesia. It is as if everything were uh, here and, and there, a fact of magic and contradictions emanated by the flora itself, by the forest enigmas. I I, like I said, my rationality is is an eco rationality, an eco rationality, like ecological. That's the word.
0: You mentioned when asked about your favorite tracks that opening track, Indonesia Mahadika. And uh, yeah. that's the one that really stuck out for me as well, the final third of that track. Yeah, yeah, back- yeah, yeah, Oh, my goodness, when the backing vocals come in, I got chills. Yeah. It was... And, you know, I've listened to it several times, and the effect is the same every time. Yeah. So I was wondering whether there are elements on this album for you, say, specific instruments or you know, compositional qualities that you find particularly striking?
1: Yeah, um, I kind of already mentioned that, but it's, it's important to say that there has not been in the history of prog rock, the history of avant-garde music, the albums of the Brazilian Tavinho Moura being uh, an almost exception, But there has not been, in the history of Prague, a work that has placed it with so much exuberance, with so much alien magic, so much majesty, elements of shared community traditionally, elements of shared native religiosity, for example, in such electrifying contact with the statics, ecstatics inherited from Europe, from keyboards and neoclassical electric compositions, this mm. this album brings brings us capsule and an enigma that is so groundbreaking. It's the nativity the the tradition, the, com- the shared community, mystery, engaged with this this music inherited from Europe, from from the electric now classical keyboard style. Mm. It's a rare work of art because it is a, a work of uh, an emancipating and dialectical nationalism open to the world it's it's (laughs) ritualistic it's it's ritualistic i think of word nativity i think of word community i think of word uh, nationalism but it's something open to the world when you when you, when you listen to it casually, it sounds more like a good prog rock derivative record, but no, it's the most violent and sweet generous experiment in the contrasts between localism and admiration for the outside world ever undertaken.
0: as you've mentioned you listen to a lot of music you have yeah. you know a vast array yeah of yeah musical interests so i like to ask guests about how they tend to consume a weird word but consume music which formats yeah. you prefer like where you tend to buy your music how you tend to listen to music yeah so Tell me a bit about that. What does that look like for you?
1: I like to collect Vinyl records, for example. Mm. I I love Vinyl, but it was possible five years ago, four years ago, not possible anymore, because, uh, like I said, they killed Brazil and the dollar and the euro uh, became too expensive in Brazil so it's difficult to to go to a store outside Brazil and and, and buy a secondhand V New album. Hmm. Um, I, I think the most the most the most important influence uh that came with the Bolsonaro project was that you kill know, Brazil killing the possibility of cultural bonds and buying vinyls is a cultural bond right you know that that's that was about and now we have a much better situation with lula We, we we won the elections but the the damage was so so profound so deep that we will need uh 10 years maybe 20 years to to make Brazil uh, uh, a human country again. Hmm. That said, I like Venu, but I, I really like Bandcamp. I, I like MP3, MP3. I like to listen to. Uh, I, I like to download music. I don't. I don't. I don't like uh, the, the streaming. Uh, uh, the streaming. That streaming thing. I. I. I think it's. Okay, uh, if I need to to listen to to an album, if you want to listen to an album, I can stream it, and it's practical. But I like to have it on my on my memory. I like to have it is an is uh, like a file to revisit, to go and open again. I like Bandcamp. I like downloading and in Bandcamp, and I think most of my listener listeners. Due to, uh, I, I think because, I think because of the, the democratic appeal of the, that platform, Bandcamp, the artists and the labels there are free to do their thing, to make some, mon- some money with it, and with within a simple, almost almost lo-fi format that doesn't change. I like bandcamp the way it looks, and it has been like that for fifteen feet uh, for fifteen twenty years. I've been there since the first day, and I feel wow. that's yeah. I feel that's like my CD CD stand that has the the advantage the advantage of being all over the world and not just <laughs> in one place. Uh, but but I really like YouTube too. Since the pandemic, YouTube changed a lot. Uh, the the, the algorithm—I uh, don't know what happened. Uh, I used to like better YouTube, but I enjoy putting my videos there and and and, and realize that people listen to my records there, like uh, Rizigan and Technojoic, and they listen to those albums like a musical because I put my videos there, and, and I think they can listen there on YouTube, like cinema, like music cinema.
0: Uh-huh, yeah, Oh, fantastic. Well, Claudio, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for talking about your new record and giving some wonderful insight into that. But also these three uh-huh. records you picked are very cool. These were all new records to me had not heard them before and to have you run through them like that and explain your connection with them has been very special so thank you very much oh
1: it was a it was a big pleasure thank you jack thank you
0: and to everyone listening see you next time goodbye
1: goodbye